Welcome back, y'all, to Rich Friends Land with your girl, I am Sheila Michelle. Today's podcast guest is more than just a serial entrepreneur, all right? He is a father, he's a community leader, and we are so excited to see how he does all that he does, and more importantly, to share tips, tools, tricks, lessons learned, and inspiration to help you do all that you need to do. So let's get into the conversation. Welcome, Mr. John Q. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Now, was that a movie with Denzel? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy, uh, my middle name is Denzel. Okay, awesome. So my first name is uh, John Quill. Okay. So, uh, John Q came from that. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I yeah. love it, love it, love it. So tell us a little bit about um, yourself. Are you a native of Atlanta? Born and raised. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. Yes. What high school? Douglas. Okay. I'm not going to hold it against you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to hold it against you. So SWATs then. Yeah. Okay. What zone is that? Um, zone one. Zone one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So what we want to talk to you about today is how you coming from zone one have become number one at everything that you do because mm -hmm. you do a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you're a serial entrepreneur. You uh, have property management. So you're a real estate investor. You're a music writer, you're an artist, you're an actor, Absolutely. right? You're a continuous learner. You uh, enjoy adventure. Absolutely. Did I get all that right? Absolutely. Okay. So with all of that going on, what was the trigger as a young man coming from Southwest Atlanta, right? The SWATs, as it's known, what was the trigger that got you where you are right now? Um, so many different triggers. Uh, coming up as a young man, I watched a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, uh, I watched a lot of hustlers. Um, uh, my dad, um, he was a entrepreneur and a hustler. Um, uh, at gas stations, uh, property at one time in the 80s. Um, he was in the streets heavily. And uh, my stepdad, um, he was heavily in the streets as well. Um, mechanic shop, restaurant, clubs, mm -hmm. tow trucks. Mm -hmm. uh, had an older brother. Uh, he was heavily in the streets. Okay. So uh, for me seeing that at an early age and uh, me staying with my mom, um, she was a regular civilian, worked a nine to five, worked her butt off to, you know, put food on the table for her yeah. kids and everything. Yeah. But she just worked a regular nine to five. And um, I kind of gravitated more to those guys who was having their way in life. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, my mom, she busted her butt to do what she can for all of her kids. Mm -hmm. But uh, I seen early on working a regular nine to five, I ain't gonna cut it. Yeah. Cause I didn't see um, a lot of other people I seen with regular nine to fives having much success. I just saw them kind of like on a barely getting by type mm. of way. Like, yeah. 
And I'm looking at these guys, they having more than enough. Right. And it was like, whoa. So kind of coming up looking at growing up on the west side with my moms in the hood mm -hmm. and then going to visit my dad on summers and spring mm -hmm. breaks and everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing a more upscale lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say it was like a rich dad, poor dad right. uh, aspect that I took from it. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you saw your dad and your stepdad, you saw yourself, though, right? I mean, because, you know, they are, you a boy child, right. they're men, right. you know. Right. Um, I think we've cultivated, you know, a society where men are expected to be the providers, you know, produce, right. you know. Um, so I could definitely understand the the leaning towards that. Um Having been a boy mom myself and, you know, having uh, living a different life than my boy's dad, you know, at one point in time, they were in very similar mm -hmm. situation as you. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, I don't know how your mom thought about it. I know for myself, I just thought, well, I have to do what I believe is right. They're going to see both things and, Absolutely. you know, prayerfully you know, they're going to lean, you know, the the way that they should lean, you know, that what else can you do? Because, you know, boys need, they, they need their dads, good, bad, you know, indifferent, right? Right. right. Um, you, you're going to pay for that one way or another, mm -hmm. you know, she could have quote unquote protected you and not had you around them, but then, mm -hmm. you know, that would have been a whole nother slew of issues. Yeah. yeah. So, so you 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 saw good cop bad cop you saw you know getting by you know living large um did you complete high school go to college or kind of what was the road that you decided to take so um i didn't complete high school um once i got uh which was supposed to be my 11th grade year i didn't go back to school okay um, at the time, um, I was kind of like moving fast in life. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say I rushed into being grown with mm -hmm. a lot of adults would tell you don't rush into it. <laughs> right. And, uh, right. I did, I rushed into it. Yeah. Um, before I had dropped out, I had already started moving fast. Um, before I even knew I was moving that fast, yeah. um, I would have, um, older people tell me uh, that I was moving fast. And yeah. I think it hit me when uh, somebody told me that was around my age group, but a little bit older. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to slow your little young butt down because mm. you moving too fast. The stuff right. I'm hearing you telling me you doing, I never even done. Okay. And I'm older than you. And so when he said it by him being a, my age group, but just a little older, it kind of hit me a little different. Like, it resonated wow. with you. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, I didn't finish school. Uh, I, uh, you know, went out to pursue the streets. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, I mean, in these days and time, you know, people can get it by a $99 class or a $1,000 mentorship program. You know, a mm -hmm. lot of people, you know, are seeing the value in, 
you know, coaching and classes and are feeling like, you know, man, I spent all this money for college and I could have just paid, you know, X amount of dollars and really had something tangible. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, because whether it was hustle for the good or bad, it was still a skill set that you built. Right. So you've already answered a couple of questions, you know, that we had for you about the key event and some good advice that you received. Do you think that you could be as successful as you are right now had you not seen the hustle? Like, do you think you could have done this if it was just watching your mom? Do you think you could have done entrepreneurship watching your mom work a nine to five? Or do you think it really truthfully is the fact that you were exposed to the hustler side of entrepreneurship that has helped you be the business mogul that you are? Um, absolutely. I think uh, seeing the hustle side definitely uh, put the rocket boosters behind uh, okay. me going into that lifestyle. Uh, if I would have just saw it one way on, just seeing the nine to five, I don't think it would have been as effective. Yeah, yeah. And so talk to us a little bit about your value system, you know, because there's a cold to the streets, you know, a lot of negative, horrific things happen in the streets, but there's still a cold to the streets, right? Yeah. So tell us about your value system that you develop and, you know, how you, how that has actually helped you on the other side of entrepreneurship. The values, I would say, uh, were uh, just learning how to be authentic, be real. Yeah. Um, learning uh, math. Yeah. Um, you had to know how to, you know, uh, uh, market. You had yeah. To learn how to. Uh, Wait, you had to learn say, management. I gotta get you to say that one right there in that camera. <laughs> you said two M words. Repeat those for the rich friends because that that they need to hear that again. Uh, math and learning how to market. Yes. You have to learn. You have to learn how to market. Uh, and uh, just learning how to um, self manage. Mm. That's that's that that that's key. Uh, what I learned is, uh, and I don't glorify uh, the lifestyle I once lived. Right. Uh, I don't glorify. I would tell anybody uh, that's in the, in the streets or looking to get in the streets. That's not the way. Correct. The streets did. Yeah. It's it's over with. Yeah. So. Um, I don't glorify it. I just want to throw that out. There. Yeah, no, I, I but understand. The experiences uh, that I uh, was able to make it through, mm -hmm. uh, it was a lot of prayer uh, that was involved mm -hmm. with me making it through. Uh, a lot of people aren't as fortunate as I am. Mm -hmm. Some of the stories that I survived through, mm -hmm. uh, I had people like my nephew lost their lives. Mm, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the stories I was able to make it through, I have other peers that are behind the walls in prison. Right. And so, you know, just being able to uh, separate myself from the streets and mm -hmm. go full-fledged into business. Yeah. 
and uh, apply those same principles. Right. Uh, they definitely played a major role uh, in the knowledge that I took from it. Yeah, it's part of your journey. Yeah. I mean, and I salute that. Um, I mean, I grew up not too far from you. I was in College Park Projects. Okay. Um, okay. You know, I came from an era where there weren't a lot of black people who owned a home, owned mm. a car, went mm -hmm. to college, um, you know, weren't on food stamps, weren't mm -hmm. on AFDC, mm -hmm. you know, welfare, et cetera, et cetera. I don't, you know, advocate a street lifestyle. Um, but I think that before, you know, we start to to really judge something, we have to kind of understand, you know, at that point in time, a lot of people didn't feel like they had any, um, a lot of people didn't feel like they had choices, you know. Absolutely. They weren't educated to go get a corporate job, Absolutely. you know. Um, they didn't have the resources, you know, for their for their fruit trucks, Absolutely. you know, you know, different things like Absolutely. that. So, um, and you know, I say that there's purpose in the pain, you know, so it looks I like, like yeah, it's purpose in the pain. So you, God allowed you to be exposed to those things. And then just like the word of God says, you know, he used that for your good. Right. Absolutely. You know, he strained out the good. Absolutely. So as an African-American man, in business, how do you feel? Like, do you feel seen? Do you feel heard? Do you feel believed in when you're going for, you know, big deals, you know, with diverse audiences? What does that look like? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, it depends. Uh, sometimes I feel seen and sometimes I don't. And sometimes you have to prove a point to be seen. Yeah, you got to slide the cards across the table. Yeah, yeah, Here you yeah. Go. Uh, a lot of times people will judge a book by its cover. Yeah. So uh, the perception that a, pe a person may take when they see me, you see the jewelry, you see the gold teeth. Yeah. So we're just looking at that. You can see it may be a judgmental thing. Yeah. But when I talk, it flips heads. Yeah. Then it's like, wow. Yeah. He talked like that. Right. So, you know, it kind of changed um, the, the, the perception. Yeah. So. Well, you talked about, you know, something that you learned um, was, you know, being authentic and being real. Why do you think it's so hard for people to just be themselves? Because it sounds like. You've been yourself regardless. You've just worked on a higher version, a better version of yourself. So why do you think people struggle with being themselves? I would say a lot of people don't take the time to get to know themselves mm. uh, from within. Yeah. A lot of people always try to discover themselves without. And okay. Without, you're not going to discover yourself. Gotcha. Because... When we look at out here, this is just the body. Correct. This is just the avatar. Right. This is just the human. Right. So if you're trying to know yourself from that point, you're not. You're gonna, yeah. You're going to get lost. You got to get deep. So once you go within and you tap within that spirit, now you're starting to tap into consciousness. That's why you meditate. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. I love it. Tell us your perspective on doing business with family members and friends. I have done business with family members uh, and friends. 
and it's uh, a roller coaster ride. I'm gonna tell you that much. Okay. Everybody has to be on the same page. All right. And a lot of times, everybody's just not on the same page. Right. Uh, but if you if you get those who are on the same page, um, it's beautiful. Yeah. And the part that makes it beautiful is if we're close friends or we're family. The trust is already there. Correct. So that's a good thing. Yes. And uh, it, it can grow to something, like I said, just, just beautiful. But if it's a family member, you're trying to make them get it. Yeah. It's, it's not going to work. Yeah, they got to be. They, they got to already come with it. They got to already come with it. They got to already come with it. Yeah. And, and, and in my past of doing business with family, it wasn't a situation where nobody was trying to make nobody do something. Yeah. That person was already there. Yeah. They already understood. They were already on, yeah. They, they understood goals their assignment. And what they wanted to do. Yeah. I understood it so coming together. Yeah. It worked out. Yeah. So before we get out of here, talk to the Rich Friends about your current projects. Uh, right now, um, I have a, a real estate uh, syndication group. Okay. And uh, basically, uh, it's a lot of us has come together. We're putting all our resources. We're putting all our um, collective efforts together, and we're investing into some apartments. Gotcha. And uh, one of my partners um, that I'm partnered in with is Nicole Ambrose. Okay. Uh, for those who don't know her, she's a beast in the real estate. Yeah. She's killing it. Okay. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Now, are you on social media? Yes, I am. Okay. So, can you go ahead and let the rich friends know where they can find you? Um, because I think that that a um, real estate syndication, you know, that's becoming very popular. And it would be great if they could learn from someone like yourself, you know, who has tried and true experience. Um. You can follow me on uh, Instagram at uh, Netter, uh, all is one, and that's N-E-T-E-R underscore all is one. Okay. And um, you could find my YouTube at uh, Bossman Mr. Moon Rock. Okay. Uh, you will see a lot of my music videos, a uh, few talks that I, I like to talk to people on deep Just spiritual levels. Okay. So you'll see a lot of different videos or whatnot. Well, we definitely appreciate you being here and, you know, sharing your story, um, you know, imparting some wisdom, you know, into our community because entrepreneurship, you know, it's a challenge. I feel like no matter how successful you are, it's still a challenge, right? You know, you got to keep gassing up. You got to keep gassing Absolutely. up. Some days you got to fill the tank a little more than others. And so, you know, your story is definitely, you know, inspiring to see, you know, the journey that you decided to make. Nobody made you do that. You know, you decided that on your own and you stay committed to, you know, um, contributing, you know, to a great community. And so we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Absolutely. All right, rich friends. So we had Mr. John Q. All right. And not the movie, but close to it. We had <laughs> Mr. John Q, who is a real estate developer, a musician, an artist, a serial entrepreneur, 
join us today, please check him out. You'll find his handles right there on the screen. And we will see you next time on the I Am Sheila Michelle podcast.